it really is about simplicity and it really is about having caring people here. We're here because we really like what we do. Hi, I'm Matt McKee. I created Cherry Bomb in the Sweet Blast series of limited edition photos with the mission to start conversations in the room about bigger topics of food, art, and sustainability. This podcast is the companion piece to that project where I get to share with you some of the discussions that Sweet Blast has inspired. Today, I'm talking with Kathy Milbury, chef for 25 years at My Place by the Sea in Rockport. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So it said in your bio that you are a self-taught chef. What does that mean? That that means uh, uh, I actually have a degree in business and economics, and I uh, found myself cooking in Nantucket while I was in college and it planted the seed. And anybody that knows in the restaurant business, uh, the seed is planted and there's nothing you can do to get away from it. So if somebody told me years ago that I have a restaurant that at the time we purchased it was in a dry town uh, that was seasonal and most of the season, most of the seating was outdoors, uh, my business uh, intellect would tell me you're crazy, go the other way. That being said, if you've ever been to Rockport and you've ever been to my place by the sea, it captures your heart and soul. And uh, I couldn't think of being any place else in the world. From the views I saw on your website, it certainly looks like a, an absolutely gorgeous location and the perfect place to uh, sit out on the deck and just enjoy the scenery as well as the great food. Well, you know, um, in Nantucket, I was introduced to local a long time ago. And uh, I remember uh, the restaurant that I worked at for several years, they would bring the fish straight through the dining room so everyone would see that the fish was fresh right off the boat. Oh, my goodness. And I remember them bringing mussels, blue mussels. You know, this was when mussels were just starting to be introduced and uh, very much a sustainable food. And they bring the mussels in, you know, in bags and we'd have these beautiful mussels or occasionally a fisherman would come right through the back door with a, a piece of fresh haddock at 7 a.m. And the owner of the restaurant would say, Kathy, you want some fish for breakfast? And we'd just put a little flour, a little butter in the pan and a cast iron pan. And we'd have fish for breakfast. So, you know, that being said, with the local farms on the island, I think that my sign is cancer. So I attract to water and mm -hmm. and I find myself again on an island in Rockport surrounded by the ocean. So it's almost like I've come full circle. <laughs> That's wonderful. You mentioned sustainability a couple of times in there. And uh, that was also something that was mentioned in your bio. And also it was talked about, I think, briefly on the website with the all the controversy about fishing and uh, all the controversy about food and sustainability at this point. What is your definition of sustainable? Uh, <clears throat> my definition definition of sustainable is is using products that that sustain itself that you know replenish and that we're not uh devoiding the environment of any particular species of fish you know that's the reason we do a lot of business with a, a company called intershell which is a first receiver so they get the fish right from the boat and it comes right to us um, and we use all sustainable local fish. So it's mussels, it's surf clams uh, that come right off their boats right to us to make our chowder. Mm -hmm. The scallops are local, you know, and again, that brings me back to uh, Nantucket because the scallops in Nantucket were just amazing. But, you know, yep. it's something that my philosophy has always been just sort of pure and simple. And I think 
as you grow into being a chef, as a self-taught chef, you start off as a prep cook. I was a salad person washing lettuce from the farm and I had nightmares there might be sand in the salad. And I woke <laughs> up many a night thinking, oh my God, there was sand in the salad. But you know, you you evolve and as you evolve, you realize that you appreciate food, where it came from, the source that it came from, and that you want to do less to the food. You want the food to speak for itself. So if you eat a tomato, the tomato tastes like a tomato and you just enhance it with maybe a little lemon and sea salt. And that's all that needs. So I've gone through the stages of, of becoming a chef and it's always becoming, and I'm still becoming. Never stop learning. Yeah. You know, here in, in Rockport now at my place by the sea, I have such an appreciation for, for everything, you know, uh, in my bio, I put down a couple of things like whales. There was a sunset this past summer where I had, I happened to have someone who plays a violin and she was serenading a couple out on the deck at sunset and a whale went by breaching up the coast. Oh and, and it's surreal when you're in this location, we've had you know, family of raccoons that used to come by every night at sunset and just oh eight baby raccoons with the mother would go by at sunset. You have that connection that a lot of restaurants have to uh, conjure up or architecturally manufacture where here. It's your heart and soul is here in it and you're in an art community and we have a, a beautiful music hall in town. And so Everything is appreciating what the world has to offer you and not taking anything. There isn't a sunset I ever take for granted. And it's often that people come in and say, Kathy, come out front. You get to check out the colors on this sunset. <laughs> so, you know, it really is. Um, it's soulful for me, this whole thing. As I said, I had a degree in business and economics but the seed was planted many years ago and it and it's just uh you know it's uh, um rewarding every day to be able to be in a place like this that is fantastic i was watching or looking through your website and i noticed actually that you were talking about how simple a lot of the foods you prepared were like you know tomatoes should taste like tomatoes and things like that but the pictures i saw on the website were were fairly fancy almost sculptural in their presentation what what is your inspiration for for creating a dish or creating these these sculptural pieces out, out of your food i think it's a, a stiff competition matt between the sunsets the water <laughs> barbara my partner creates the ambiance out front the service really appreciate what they do. And so it's always been a joke that we all compete and the customer is the winner of that competition. Oh my goodness. Uh, one of the, probably the most photographed pictures you'll see is of our lobster tacos, uh, world famous Ooh. lobster tacos. And they're, you know, they're just beautiful to look at and they always garner oohs and ahs as they come out of the kitchen. God is in the details. And so we, we pay attention. I always tell people, you know, people eat with their eyes first. And, and yes. so, you know, again, it's the competition. You have this beautiful backdrop at sunset. You're sitting on a lower deck and it could be casting some, you know, sherbet colors of lavender and, and pale orange. And the food has to complement that as well as the service. And everything here is it's really natural. 
I, I don't know how to explain it. It's a, it's a unique experience. I have people that say that all the time, especially after the year we've just experienced. When people come here and they sit down, it's it's just, uh, you know, you could be anywhere, transported anywhere in the world. It almost sounds like a holistic uh, approach to not just, you're not just serving food, you're serving an experience. It, absolutely. I've had people say that they, you know, bought homes in Rockport because of my place by the sea and, and people that have had, you know, to, uh, to have some medical issues addressed have, you know, taken places in, in uh, Rockport so that they can be closer to their treatments and part of their treatment plan is my place by the sea. So it, it's a much bigger thing that we try to fill here. It, it's not it's not about business. It's it's got actually very little to do with business. It's <laughs> more about being part of the whole the whole you know community. And the community extends as far as globally because we are in a tourist destination and people come from all over the world. So mm. Um, it is, it, it's, it's definitely holistic. Cool. Describe for me your lobster taco. Okay. It's uh, two corn flour tortillas filled with a chiffonade of Napa cabbage to give it some crunch, some heirloom tomatoes, scallions, and then we put uh, some chipotle mayonnaise. So it's got a little smoky bite. Yeah. And then uh, we take freshly shocked lobster meat that we dip in a little Old Bay seasoning and olive oil and then oh, lightly grill it. And then we just finish it with fresh cilantro. You know, there's a, a building in town called the Motif, which is one of the they say is the most photographed, most uh, painted buildings in, in the world. And um, I think my lobster taco seconds it. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to come it's, up and try it's it. It's beautiful, but it's simple. And it's for somebody that just doesn't, you know, you want lobster, but you don't, you want something a little bit different. And uh, that has a different twist on it. I love it. I love it. What is, uh, inspires you personally to get up every morning to, uh, to come in and, and do this? Aside from the views, we talked about the view and the, uh, the atmosphere of the place, but uh, what inspires you to get up and, and create a new dish? I love what I do. And that's a, you know, that's something that a lot of people can't say that, my uh, work is not really work to me and and it's learning it being a self-taught chef <clears throat> it, um, it just is a constant work in progress so every day is an adventure and I you know I get excited to see a beautiful fresh piece of haddock that you know what can I do to make this taste as beautiful as the fish looks before I do anything with it I like clear, clean sense of flavors. And I, 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 I like to keep things simple. And, and, and so every day is an adventure, um, you know, whether there might be a whale going by that, you know, just like, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe that I ended up here. But, you know, it's uh, every day is a learning experience and every day, yeah. you know, you're, you're looking for some something new, but not to mask anything. That's the challenge. You know, you don't want to mask the flavors of anything you want the product to speak for itself. So, you know, yeah. you know where it comes from. You know that if you eat at My Place by the Sea, you have somebody that really cares about the food and, and the staff that really cares about serving the food. And so it really is. And it's a small restaurant. You know, we're, you know, one of the things I hate to see is all these corporate restaurants. You know, we're 
I like to see the the smaller restaurants that are family owned. You're part of the community. Um, you know, uh, my dream is to invite six artists to a dinner and have a dinner and have them each have a half hour on a canvas and paint something. And and uh, you know, that's that's the mission that I want to work on next is to get six because we are in an art community. I mean, we're mm-hmm. you know, there's. There's so much in, in a music hall right up the street that it's just, um, you know, everybody is into their craft and their art here. And, and the photographers, as you know, mm-hmm. you, photographers can't get enough here. And I'm so lucky. I live right down the street, too. So, you know, we can walk to work and and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it really it's it, it it's really kind of a fairy tale. Don't tell me that on a Saturday night at eight o'clock, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I remember from my restaurant days, yeah, that there there are times when it, it is work. But uh, you also describe it in very much glowing terms as an artist would. So I definitely think that if you do decide to do an artist salon like that, I would love to come up and check that out sometime. That sounds wonderful. At the end of the day, what do you eat? What do you prepare for yourself as just comfort food to to go back and unwind and have a glass of, uh, of of your beverage of choice or whatever. More often than not, I grab a cheese stick and a wheat thin <laughs> 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 at the local convenience store in the wee hours. However, oh that being said, I, I often, you know, if I have a few minutes, I will make just a pasta with garlic and oil and some fresh cheese. And, uh, oh, yeah. and and that's all you need. Uh, you really. can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. Just a little crushed red pepper in there and a little bit of sea salt and, and enough said. Yes, absolutely. So you started off in business or going to school for business, but we're, we're working in, in the restaurants uh, on Nantucket before going up to Rockport. If you could go back now to 25 years younger self, who's either getting ready to go to college or, or just getting out of college, would you have steered yourself in a different way or what would you tell yourself? Interesting. You know, I don't, I, you know, um, it, it's kind of strange how I landed in Rockport uh, to begin with. So um, I'm a firm believer in fate. I was actually a, the chef at the PBD Essex Museum. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, someone uh, wooed me away to Rockport. And, uh, and that's how I ended up here. As fate would have it, I think that my my journey was meant to end up here. Again, you know, if you told me you were going to buy a restaurant that was in a dry town with no parking, <laughs> you know, I might have thought about it differently. But I did before I I moved here. Uh, I, I took a ride through the back streets of Rockport, and it reminded me very much of Nantucket. I don't think that I would change anything. I I know that I often had conversations with chefs about, you know, should I go to culinary school or should I, you know, work with chefs? So that may have changed things, but I think I'm, I, in retrospect, I'm perfectly content with the fact that I did the school of hard knocks and, you know, being a woman chef in a very much male dominated industry, there were some tough times and, and, you know, those tough times are, you know, I wouldn't change them because they they just, you know, developed a, a seriousness in in inside of me and a passion that was uh, the foundation for what I do now. And, you know, there's, there's more 
more to this, you know, this restaurant is, you know, about the community and, and, and making sure, you know, you're, you're keeping people, if there's somebody that needs dinner delivered, we deliver dinner. You know, if there's somebody that's had a, a fall, it's a small community. There's only 3,500 people in here in the winter. In the, the holidays, we deliver uh, meals to everybody that's open for business. We just surprise them with dinners. There's more to this than than the business aspect. So I don't I don't think I'd ever look back on that. And, and nobody gets in the restaurant business for money. <laughs> you know that, Matt. I do. I do. <laughs> it's a it's a labor of love. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm blessed that, you know, my partner runs the front. She cares about it as much as I care about it. And so really, you know, it is, uh, it's a way of life. It, it is certainly not, it, it's a way of life. So you've brought up community a number of times and you've mentioned that you deliver meals and things like that. How, how else, I mean, how did you get involved with the community? Was it just, they asked you to, to join up or did you step out and say, listen, we've got this restaurant and I know that, you know, people may be hurting now, or how did you get started getting involved in the community? By having, you know, young employees, that you know their their families maybe needed some some things that you know we we realized and so slowly we would help people out you know we we were involved in uh, supporting the local hockey teams we did a lot for hockey teams and then we get to know the families and then you know one thing leads to another but it, you know when you own a restaurant in a small community. It's, it's almost part of your mantra to be able to give back. I mean, I think people in the hospitality industry want to do things for other people. I think that's part of the reason they're in the hospitality. And we've had, you know, employees that we've, we've brought to the dentist <laughs> and, and, and taken care of. As a matter of fact, we had the dentist come in with some teeth one night while he was drinking his martini and we're talking about it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really, it, we're a special place. I don't know how to uh, convey it more that whether it's customers, employees, we'll do anything for people that are in need and, and we don't hesitate. And I think that, you know, I have a hard time uh, talking about it, but other people would, you know, say that, yeah, you know, we're there for the community. We provided, you know, the Shaolin Lu is a, is a music hall uh, up the street that that we did a lot of wine dinners that we donated to raise the money to build that and the art community we've we just delivered lunch to the uh, art association and, and you know we just mm. it's not like being in a city it's not like being in in a different kind of restaurant it's uh, it's very much like a house on the water and we're here to help anybody that needs help. It's an extended family, which uh, the family aspect of uh, when I'm talking to chefs, this oftentimes com comes up where they're talking about the fact that their their employees are more than employees. These, some of these people have been with them for years, if not decades, and, and they do become, in a sense, a family. And it, it extends beyond that to the rest of the community as well. That's wonderful. At the end of the day, if we look forward another 30 years into the future, 40, 50 years into the future. What is your legacy? I want everyone that's ever worked here to be a food snob. <laughs> okay. You got to explain I want that. Them, 
want to raise the bar. I want everybody to know what a tomato is supposed to taste like. I want everybody to know what fresh seafood, local seafood is. That's what I want my legacy to be, that I cared that much that I work as hard as I've worked 25 years ago. I'm still working just as hard. It didn't get any easier, <laughs> Matt. And, and it's okay with me as, you know, as long as God willing, I can do it, but that's what I want. I want everybody to appreciate food and appreciate each other and, and, and work together as a team. Really, that's my philosophy. That's my legacy. I, I hope that I tell everybody that, you know, I said, you know, if there's one thing you leave with, I hope that you have a good sense of what good food is and uh, spoken like a true artist yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks for checking in with cherry bomb the podcast the companion piece to sweet blast which can be found at theartofmattmckee.com if you liked the podcast and want to support what we do it is as simple as smashing the like button and leaving us a short review in your favorite podcast listening app share it to your facebook feed or on twitter Anything you can do to help us get the word out there will help us to grow and make this podcast stronger. If you have suggestions, comments, or questions, feel free to drop me a line at matt at mattmckee.com. My guest today was Kathy Milbury, the chef at My Place by the Sea in Rockport. Cherry Bomb, the podcast is produced by me with consulting help from Suzanne Schultz and Canvas Fine Arts. Thanks for listening, and let's start the conversation.